0: 48 News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. A police monitoring group says it's embarrassing a senior police officer is reportedly under investigation. A journalism lecturer says it's no surprise the government acquired the TV rights to the Olympics as there's not much money in them. And a survey of members of the American Chamber of Commerce shows nearly half are considering leaving Hong Kong. A police monitoring group says it's embarrassing for the force that a senior police officer in charge of national security is reportedly being investigated for visiting an unlicensed massage parlour. Sources told RTHK Senior Assistant Commissioner Frederick Troy, the force's director of national security, had been placed on leave pending investigation after he was caught in a police raid. Icarus Wong from the Civil Rights Observer says this is embarrassing news for the police force, given they're trying to regain public trust and improve their image. But he stops short of commenting further, saying he would like to see if the police will handle Mr Choi's case properly and impartially. New People's Party lawmaker Regina Ip, who's also a former security secretary, said it's appropriate to put the officer on leave and called on people not to jump to conclusions. I think this incident fully illustrates that every person is
1: uh, equal before the law, irrespective of whether this person is a police officer or a member of the national security team. And uh, I'm confident that the the police will uh, take action in accordance with established criminal and disciplinary procedures. I think the, the fact that the police will act impartially in this case will reinforce confidence in the public service.
0: A journalism lecturer says there's not much profit to be made from broadcasting the Olympics, so it's not surprising the government stepped in to acquire the telecast rights for the Tokyo Games. Hong Kong people will be able to watch the games for free on five local television stations. Grace Leung from the Chinese University questioned whether a pandemic-weary public would appreciate the gesture.
1: It enhanced the morale in the um, sports community. But I don't know whether it will spill over to the whole community, to the whole uh, Hong Kong, because many people are still finding it difficult to make ends meet at this moment, and then they lost jobs, and many of them cannot find jobs. So we don't know whether the whole system as a whole will feel cheered by this international UN.
0: The chairman of the Hong Kong Sports Institute, Lam Tai-Fai, says it's embarrassing if Hong Kong, as an international city, can't watch the Olympics. He told an RTHK radio show the government could consider buying the rights for future Olympic Games, depending on whether the five local TV stations produce quality programmes on the sporting event. A survey of members of the American Chamber of Commerce in Hong Kong shows more than 40% of respondents plan to or are considering leaving with most citing the national security law as one reason. Carolyn Wright reports.
1: Over 320 members, or 24%, responded to the AmCham survey last week. It showed 42% considered or planned to leave Hong Kong within the next five years, with more than a quarter saying they would do so before year end. About 62% of those looking to leave said the national security law made them uncomfortable, while a third were concerned about the impact of the law on education here. Half of those wanting to leave blamed coronavirus travel restrictions. For people wanting to stay, their reasons range from a good quality of life, an excellent business environment and the proximity to the mainland market.
0: LegCo's Public Accounts Committee says Marine Department officials have been ineffective in monitoring contractors who clean up marine waste. The committee's chairman, Abraham Sheck, said an inquiry noted that a contractor hadn't been punished for illegally subcontracting out the work. The committee also noted the department failed to ensure the amount of marine refuse collected was accurately reported in the Controlling Officers' Report, or COR. Marine Department should consider using actual weights of marine refuse disposed
1: of for reporting in its CORs. The committee urges Marine Department to step up the monitoring of the contractor's performance
0: and exercise its right under the contract to impose penalty against the contractor as and when appropriate. The U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says there's no need for motorists to hoard petrol following Friday's cyber attack that shut down a major pipeline serving 50 million consumers. Pump prices have risen in some areas with long queues forming at petrol stations that haven't run dry. A senior Biden administration cyber specialist told the U.S. Senate Security Committee that cyber attacks like the one on the Colonial Pipeline were becoming more sophisticated and aggressive. Israel says it's launched further airstrikes overnight on targets in Gaza in response to continued rocket fire from Palestinian militants. The Palestinians have been launching barrages of hundreds of rockets towards Israeli cities in an apparent attempt to overwhelm missile defences. The Israeli military says its strikes on Gaza are the largest since 2014. The United Nations Middle East Peace Envoy has warned of a growing risk of all-out war. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned Hamas and Islamic Jihad over their actions.
1: Hamas and Islamic Jihad have paid, and I tell you here, they will pay a very high price for their aggression. I say here tonight, their blood will be on their heads.
0: The Hamas leader says the group is ready if Israel seeks escalation. The United States says the violence between Israel and the Palestinians is deeply lamentable and urged them to avoid further civilian deaths. The US State Department spokesman Ned Price. The United States condemns in the strongest terms the barrage of rocket attacks fired into Israel in recent hours. This is an unacceptable escalation. While we urge de-escalation on all sides, we also recognize Israel's legitimate right to defend itself, to defend its people and its territory. A group of Indian laborers in the United States has taken a Hindu religious trust to court, accusing their employer of forcing them into grueling labor in near servitude. The lawsuit was filed before a U.S. district court on behalf of more than 200 laborers working at a sprawling temple complex in rural New Jersey. Here's the BBC's Sanjay Desgupta.
1: The lawsuit accuses the religious trust known as the BAPS, Swaminara and Swangsta, of luring Indian laborers to the United States and forcing them to work more than 87 hours a week for about $1.20 an hour. The workers lived in trailers hidden from view and worked grueling hours building a sprawling temple in rural Robbinsville in the state of New Jersey. The majority are Dalit, the lowest rung in India's cost system. The legal minimum wage in New Jersey is $12 an hour. Kanu Patel, the chief executive of the trust, has disagreed with the wage
0: claim. As we heard earlier, the U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says there's no need for motorists to hoard petrol following Friday's cyber attack that shut down a major pipeline serving 50 million customers.
1: Uh, Let me emphasize that much as there um, was no cause for, say, hoarding toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic. There should be no cause for hoarding gasoline, uh, especially in light of the fact that the pipeline should be substantially operational by the end of this week and over the weekend.
0: Glad we finally found that audio. Uh, pump prices have risen in some areas, with long queues forming at petrol stations that have not run dry yet. A senior Biden administration cyber specialist told a US Senate Security Committee that cyber attacks like the one on the Colonial Pipeline were becoming more common and sophisticated. A remote indigenous community in the Brazilian Amazon has published a video showing an attack by armed illegal gold miners on their village. The images sent by the Yanomami show women and children running away from the gunfire. Police say they're investigating reports that three minors died. Here's the BBC's Candace Piet.
1: The community said the shootout occurred after they'd blocked the river to try to prevent the miners transporting materials to their camps. The video showed about a dozen women and children running for cover. The Yanomami said it's the third time in two weeks that they'd entered into conflict with illegal miners. They worry now that the violence will escalate. In March, a respected non-profit group, Instituto Socioambiental, calculated that last year alone the equivalent of 500 football pitches of virgin rainforest had been destroyed by mining in the legally protected Yanamami Reserve.
0: A senior official in Ethiopia's war-torn Tigray region says there's a deliberate campaign to prevent the population from farming, which he warned would lead to people dying of hunger. The BBC's Will Ross reports. The deputy head of the interim government in Tigray said people in charge of law enforcement had been preventing vehicles full of seeds from reaching the region. Abebe Gebrihuot told a state-run TV station that people were being told they weren't allowed to farm. He didn't say who was behind what he called a deliberate campaign to starve people, but did refer to specific areas where Eritrean soldiers and troops from the Amhara region are based. Coming from a senior official appointed by the Ethiopian government, this is further evidence that crimes against humanity are being perpetrated and adds weight to the claims that Tigrayan civilians are being collectively punished. The largest cashmere sapphire ever to appear at auction has been sold for three point nine million u s dollars in the Swiss city of Geneva. the fifty five carat gem is set in a diamond and sapphire brooch that belonged to an heiress of the Guinness Brewing fortune. Kashmir sapphires are among the rarest coloured gemstones in the world. They were mined for just five years following their discovery in the 1880s. Olivier Wagner speaks for the auction house Sotheby's.
1: It's a fantastic piece. First, because it's set with two exceptional stones, a 55 carat and a 25 carat sapphire. The so 55 carat is the largest ever to appear at auction, Cashmere sapphire. And uh, it remains uh, all the time in the same family. So it's an incredible uh, piece with, uh, I mean, Cashmere sapphires are the best ones, uh, the more sought after.
0: Turning to finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,934. That's 76 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $90 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.87 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 96 cents. To Sports Now, Manchester City have been crowned champions of the English Premier League without having to kick a ball. They were handed the title by Manchester United's defeat to Leicester City. Here's the BBC's John Murray. It was a win for the FA Cup finalists over the Europa League finalists that helped the Champions League finalists over the line to the Premier League title. If Manchester City had to clinch it without kicking a ball, then for it to happen because Manchester United lost at Old Trafford would probably be the best-case alternative scenario. City have shown remarkable consistency in what's been the most testing of seasons, with Pep Guardiola's use of words including hardest, turbulent, resilient and restrictions to sum it up and yet they still won it with three matches to spare and with great flair leicester's 2-1 win over united means the foxes have all but guaranteed a place in the champions league next season they've gone above chelsea into third two points from their last two games would be enough even if their rivals won every match but the leicester boss brendan rogers isn't taking a top four place for granted well, it's a huge step forward for us. We're obviously very close. We've matched the, the points total of the, the two teams last year that, that made the Champions League in third and fourth. So, uh, but we still got work to do. Two tough games against Chelsea, Tottenham. But, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a big step. Over in Spain, Barcelona missed another chance to go top of La Liga as they blew a two-goal lead in a 3-3 draw at Levante. Details from the BBC's Al Ross.
1: Barcelona have slipped up in their bid for the title. They were 2 nil up over Levante at half-time. They ended up drawing three all. Sergio Roberto, brought on for the second half to defend the two-goal lead, was subbed off with six minutes remaining in that match. Barca could have gone top with a the win. They now, though, appear to be third favourites in the three-horse race for the title behind the two Madrid teams.
0: And now to the Olympics. Rafa Nadal, who begins his campaign in Rome today, is the latest of the big names to question their participation in Tokyo. Nadal says he doesn't yet know whether he'll take part in the Olympics and will wait to see what happens in the next few months. The Spaniard won singles gold at Beijing 2008. He says in a normal year he wouldn't dream of missing the Games. I don't know yet, um, honestly. (sighs) In a normal world, I will never think about uh, missing Olympics, uh, of course, Uh, there's no doubt about that. Everybody knows how important it has been for me always play Olympics. Under these circumstances, uh, I don't know, let's see what's going on in the next couple of months. but I, I need to organize my schedule and, uh, my schedule, uh, in a normal year, uh, I normally know my schedule almost 100% since first of January until the end of the season. Uh, this year is something a little bit different. No, we need to be flexible. We need to adapt about the things that are happening. And let's see. To end the news, top stories once again. A police monitoring group says it's embarrassing. A senior police officer is reportedly under investigation. A journalism lecturer says it's no surprise the government acquired the TV rights to the Olympics as there's not much money in them. And a survey of members of the American Chamber of Commerce shows nearly half are considering leaving Hong Kong. The news from RTHK.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mare, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday the 12th of May is today's date. And a big thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today. We have a jam-packed program for you. To start today's program, we're going to hear about an exhibition, an art exhibition called Art Machines, Past and Present. And we'll be joined by the co-creator, Professor Richard Allen. Now, Professor Allen is the